0: You're listening to episode 51 of Daughters on Fire with Robin Arab and Melissa Burton. In this week's episode, Robin and I are going to talk about the difference between time and energy. As caregivers, we have lots on our plate, and sometimes it's needed to take some of that pressure and responsibility off and delegate it to other people. But how do you choose what you want to get rid of? If you're just choosing based on what takes up the most time you might not be looking at the whole picture. So we teach you, in this episode, how to evaluate what's taking up your energy, which is your emotional bandwidth, and where to delegate with that in mind. So stay tuned as we jump into the difference between time and energy.
1: Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent?
0: If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors.
1: You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver.
0: All right. Welcome back. It's Robin and Melissa here today to talk about an interesting concept, time versus energy. So I know probably Robin, I have you scratching your head on this one, right? (laughs) Let's hear it. Yeah. So let me, let me explain. So Robin, you like to cook, right?
1: I love to cook. Yes.
0: Okay. So if you were to spend like all day in the kitchen cooking or for that matter organizing your kitchen drawers you know that <laughs> it would probably be uh, you would enjoy that time spending even though it took up a bunch of your time right right now give me something you really like dread doing
1: cleaning a bathtub
0: oh okay cleaning <laughs> a bathtub now cleaning a bathtub I don't know takes maybe 20 minutes to get it really clean wow. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> how, how dirty is your bathtub? <laughs> well I don't know I, I, I'm thinking like you do things so thoroughly it might take 20 minutes. How long would it take you to clean a bathtub?
1: Just the tub I would think 10 minutes.
0: Okay 10 minutes. but if I was to ask you would you rather spend two hours in the kitchen cooking something you love or cleaning spending 10 minutes cleaning a bathtub what would you choose?
1: I would do the cooking.
0: That is the difference between time and energy. And by energy, I mean like your bandwidth, your emotional energy. And I think that a lot of times as caregivers, we don't look at the different things we're doing in that way. And if we were to start delegating or asking for help doing things, why not delegate the stuff that gets rid of or or waste the most energy in our mind, That, you know, somebody else might be like, oh, you want me to clean your bathtub for 10 minutes? No problem. (laughs) They may not really understand. Well, why? It's no big deal. It's 10 minutes. You're spending, you know, half your morning in the kitchen cooking. But it's not the same for you. You really enjoy one much more than the other. That makes sense.
1: I was thinking about my mom that she would say to people because she did not enjoy cooking that she would take them anywhere, would take them to doctor's appointments or different appointments, but don't ask me to fix your casserole. Mm -hmm. So that that's where you're going with it, right?
0: Exactly. And when, and I know we've mentioned this in the podcast before, but just to catch everybody up to speed, we often say you need to delegate you need to get people to come in and help out. And sometimes people don't know what to ask or or how to go about asking. I would say that this is the place you start is you figure out what you love and what you want to keep doing. And you weed out the stuff that takes up a lot more of your energy because you could do something that literally takes a whole lot of time that you enjoy doing and Like I said, you know, somebody coming in and doing like a 15, 20 minute chore for you, one would be super simple for them. And two, it means a whole lot more to you than doing the stuff that you enjoy doing. Do do I make sense here?
1: Yes. And I think to another point that makes it easier to ask somebody to do something if you know that you're asking them to do something they enjoy. It might not be as hard because we've talked about how hard it is to reach out and say, what about this? And we don't want to take your time. But if they're in the kitchen baking pies all the time, anyhow, because that's what they enjoy or just to be asked to do that, I think would be an honor. Oh, Melissa asked me to bring some soup over because she knows I need it and she enjoys cooking. Yes, So it's not as hard to ask for those things if you're looking to, their assets or their enjoyment, their joys,
0: right? right? Joy. The, I was telling somebody the same thing that again, back to the cooking. Cause I know some people, some people hate cooking. Some people love cooking. And she, I was like, you really need to lean on people to help out with the stuff like driving people around. She would have been a perfect fit with your mom because I'm like, don't, don't like resist the help. Just think of what you enjoy doing and find ways to say thank you in that way. So you bring more people in, you create that network of support. Like you said, you really lean on what people love to do and what they're good at. And you say thank you by doing what you love and what you're good at. And like a like you said, a nice pie for somebody taking your mom to a doctor's appointment or, you know, because these days... It would be you sit in a parking lot in the car for a couple hours while they go in and come back out. Now that's if your loved one like literally only needs to be driven there, but that's a perfect example or just spending time with them. Hey, can right. you come and just keep them company for a couple hours? And that just has been maybe taking up like literally so I can go take a nap. <laughs> you right. know, I need, I need to catch some downtime. I just need them not to be... Calling me during this time. Can you go keep them company?
1: Right. And I think that we all have things we don't like. You know, the bathtub was not a good example, but we're going to stick with that.
0: So, <laughs>
1: because I don't like to clean a bathtub, I think you don't like to clean the bathtub. Right. So, I think, oh my gosh, I'm not going to ask so and so to come in and clean my house because I wouldn't want to do that. And so, if you try to play to their strengths, you don't have to think that way you, you, you got to get, ask too, right? You got to get caught. You get caught up in that. So you're right. Yes, you have to ask. But I'm saying, as you're asking, remember, this might be something this person enjoys, mm-hmm. or you know they do because they keep a clean house or things like that.
0: Yep. Like it's funny being a therapist. Um, I was talking to somebody one day, like, oh, I have six clients. I'm going to go see today, and they're like, back to back. I'm like, yeah and they were like oh my gosh that sounds awful and i'm thinking this is like my dream job <laughs> <laughs> i could talk to people all day long and and sit there with them and help them process through even if it's very difficult emotions and experiences that's that's my groove right <laughs> so <laughs> 6 hours of doing that is nothing and so like if people Needed to call me for support or, hey, Melissa, can I talk this through with you? That's definitely up my alley. Um, but, you know, organizing my kitchen. Actually, that's not true. I kind of do like organizing my kitchen cabinets, but I have to be in the mood to do so.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I don't like dusting. Do not like dusting. All day long, I could pay someone to dust for me. <laughs>
1: Well, and I think it's funny, too, because when you're talking time versus energy and I, I know friends and and I did this myself. Oh, I got to do that check in. I got to do the call. And you dread the call. Literally, the call probably lasts five minutes because, hi, how are you? What'd you do today? And that's about all you're going to get, especially if you've got somebody who's suffering from dementia. But it does get tedious and we get caught up in oh, I just don't want to do it now. Most likely, the joy that that five minutes causes your loved one is unmeasurable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But we do get caught up in that time versus energy. You don't have the time to do it, or you don't have the energy to do it. And I think that might fall under energy of I just don't want to do that today, mm-hmm. and and it gets frustrating and builds from there. But it was when we were talking about this podcast. Back when my mom passed away, she 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 died in the hospital, and then we went over to the facility to gather up all of her things, because I guess we just didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, we were just in grief and, and traveling on. So they had cleaned out her room, and they had taken some of her stuff and put it somewhere, and we were trying to find it. Well, my daughter and I sit down on the couch in the little lobby of the uh, nursing home, and these two ladies are there and they're talking and we, we got quite the chuckle out of these two ladies. I don't know if they even knew we were there or not, but they were talking back and forth about things. And then the one woman goes, oh, I guess I'll go to my room and call my daughter. Get that over with. And <laughs> Alex and I laughed and laughed about that. And then, but it made me think sometimes they get just as tired of their time and energy as well. My daughter expects me to check in. If I don't check in, they're going to think that I'm dead. So it was just that's what came to mind when we started talking about this, as far as um, what it looks like.
0: Yeah. Well, I think also, why does it take up so much of our emotional energy? And sometimes it's because it's something else, right? It's a trigger. And so there's something else that's eating at us. What's important in those situations is really to explore the why and find out, okay, why is this one thing bugging me so bad? And in those situations, it could be like, well, I I feel like there's maybe undue expectation on me. Um, Maybe there's a power control thing going on that a guilt trip thing going on, that what is really bugging me about this five-minute call? Can you explore that and work through that so that these calls don't eat you up so much inside, don't eat up that energy so much?
1: Well, and also going back to what we were talking about in the beginning, there might maybe one of your children or a granddaughter or grandson would enjoy that. So maybe put that to them to check in or take turns checking in that it doesn't feel like a burden as much as it would a joy because you know, It's a joy for those who are receiving it. And maybe not. They might be in the middle of their program and they don't want to be bothered by you calling and asking how they are today.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, I can always tell when I call my mom and she's like watching her Hallmark channel, right? (laughs) (laughs) Finally, finally, we've gotten to the point where I'm like, mom, are you watching a show? Yeah, I'll I'll call you back. Okay. (laughs) You call me back. Because if I try to keep her on or vice versa, if she tries to keep me on, we'll, we'll just be distracted and resentful.
1: (laughs) Not a good combo.
0: (laughs) Not a good combo. But yeah, knowing the, you know, what your strengths and desires and joys are and knowing what other people's are can make the team building a more pleasant experience. And really let it be a team building thing. Because another thing we run into, we like to preach here, is that It all usually, one person is the catch-all, right? And a lot of resentment can come from that. It's like, one more thing I got to do. One more thing I got to do. We've really got to get into the habit of building the team and utilizing the team. And I'm going to talk about football for a second here. Because um, you can always tell an amazing football team and an amazing leader when they're awesome but they also make everybody on the team awesome. Whereas there's one person that's awesome, but they usually as a team don't get overly successful because it all the the failures, the good and the bad all fall on them. A good leader is somebody who utilizes the whole team and not somebody who tries to do it all on their own.
1: And I think that's what we all have to remember is the better your team the better you are, the caregiving, all of it. And it's so hard to think that way when you're in the midst of it. But if you can put it into this little box that we've just given you, time and energy, think of it as a gift and a blessing. Mm -hmm. So you're giving this person a gift so that they can bless your loved one and you by helping out. Mm
0: -hmm. And it's it's really... Setting the precedent that you can rely on each other because it'll become a point in time where people will need that from you and you will, you'll be able to give it to them because you haven't burned yourself out out by, you know, not asking for help yourself.
1: I agree. Yes. It's all about the team. It's all about making your life better, making you empowered to do the best caregiving you can do.
0: I had a situation the other day that is also a good reminder to share with the, the listeners here, is that sometimes you may have your team and you may put out the mayday in the call saying, I need your help. And some may show up, some may not. Well, don't take it personally if they don't have that bandwidth, that energy to show up. Just accept the help where it shows up. Because, and remember that that's going to happen for you. when your people reach out to you and have that mayday. You may not be in a position where you can always help and help when you can and realize that you don't, you don't have to help in order to receive help. You you know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's the, you help when you can, and then you ask for help when you need it.
1: Well, and I agree. I, and I think that like we were talking about the team, if you keep your team involved, because a lot of times people will say, well, I can't help because I don't know what's going on with them. So if you keep people involved, they may not be doing something every single day, but they are aware because you've reached out, you've called on them to help that when you are in that crisis, or you do need somebody to come in, they know what they're doing. It's not somebody coming in cold turkey. And that's what happens a lot is you you finally get so frustrated, so upset that you call somebody in. And when you call them in, they have no idea what what the stage of the illness is or what they need to be doing. So like, it does right, he
0: kind of waited too late.
1: Right. So if you keep everybody there all along, then it's much nicer and people feel involved and you're not alone.
0: Absolutely. I love it. This is the art of team building and it is a critical component on your caregiving journey. So I hope today's tips around the difference between time and energy were helpful as you navigate this road ahead. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and ask that you subscribe to this podcast. If you find this podcast helpful, please leave a review so we can reach more women like you. You are not alone on your journey, and the Fire Tribe is here to support you. Check us out at daughtersonfire.com and our Facebook group for more support and resources. Until next time, remember, you are the fire that fuels the engine of life.